welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Today, you are listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know about an exciting new resource I just released. It's a quiz called, What's Your Body Trying to Tell You? It's only five questions, and it will take you less than two minutes to complete. I wrote this quiz because the biggest feedback about my book that I'm receiving is y'all are loving learning how to listen to your body. And that makes me really excited. Now, this quiz is just one more step in helping you tune in to your body. Go to rachelgilbert.com forward slash quiz to take it, and then you'll receive your results plus a PDF and a little video from me with some helpful resources. Again, that's rachelgilbert.com forward slash quiz. My book, Image Restored, was released last month, and we're in a restored series here on the podcast. When I completed writing the book, God showed me each of the chapter's themes applies to so much more than body image. While this series can address body image struggles, I will share how you can apply it to any area of your life. You don't need a copy of Image Restored to follow along, but of course, I recommend it. So far, we have covered truth, temple, union, hope, family, and heart restored. If you missed any of those, go back and catch up. This week, our theme is mind restored from chapter seven of the book. In this chapter, we discuss the power of our thoughts and how they shape our lives. Where your mind goes, your life will follow. This chapter, honestly, was just very special to me. I feel like, and I'm sorry if you're sick of hearing me say this, but I feel like I could write a whole book on just this chapter. And I feel like I say that kind of about all the chapters, not all of them, but most of them. I felt like that, but especially with thoughts, because it was absolutely life changing for me. In fact, I was in my 20s when I first learned that I could choose what I meditate on. That sounds so silly, but learning to take my thoughts captive has been the single thing that has changed the trajectory of my life. And of course, I love to partner with Jesus and therapy and God's word and bring them all together to really learn how to take those thoughts captive. I began to change the channel of my thoughts. My husband's the one who taught me how to do this when I noticed that there was something that was really bothering me and I was just sitting there meditating on it and counseling. We call this ruminating on something when you just are repeating something over and over and over again in your head and you're imagining all these fake scenarios and hurting your own feelings out of these fake scenarios. And I just used to do that. I used to ruminate on and meditate on things that were not true and worthy of praise. 
when I learned how to change the channel of what I was watching on repeat in my mind, my life changed and I want that for you. In counseling, I often use CBT, which that just stands for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, to help people reframe their negative thoughts, especially those thought patterns. We just got to break them. And I shared these same tools in Image Restored, so I hope you utilize those in every area of your life. Uh, A quick kind of fun, most recent story when it comes to thoughts, my son is playing baseball for the first time, and he's he's a good athlete just pretty naturally, but just like any kid learning to play something new, of course, he's made some mistakes. And there was a game a couple weeks ago where he had gotten up and he'd done some really great things. And in fact, it was his, they put him in as a pitcher. And at first he did pretty good. And then actually, yeah, he did good as a pitcher. But then after he pitched, he went to go bat. And normally he's pretty good at batting, but this particular night he struck out. And at the end of the game, he was like really struggling, like, you know, hanging his head and just feeling a lot of shame around that game. And it was crazy to me because I'm thinking, you just pitched for the first time and you've never even played this sport before. You should be super proud of yourself. And of course, I go into mom mode and I'm like, you did awesome, bud. And, you know, trying to build him up. And all he can see in that moment, though, is that he struck out. Him doing a great job pitching, that was not was was at the forefront of his mind. All he could see was the strikeout. And my friends, so many of us are walking through life in that exact same boat. We do really great in some areas, but the one thing where we mess up or we make a mistake or somebody hurts our feelings or whatever it might be, Our brain naturally wants to gravitate towards that negative thing. And I was able to have a great conversation with my son, not right in the moment, because he was still in those feelings. And as a counselor, I also believe in, yeah, feel those feelings. But uh, we're not going to stay there. We're going to feel them. We're going to give them space to get up and out. And then we're going to challenge the thoughts that are around those feelings. And so after my son had been able to have that moment to feel those feelings of disappointment and feeling a little bit embarrassed and different things like that, later that night, we were able to have a really great conversation. And actually, now I think about it, I think it was the next day when we had this conversation because he really, you know, the emotions were not quite as high and quite as intense. And that's definitely when I recommend having these challenging the thoughts conversations, because if your emotions are cued up, your nervous system is really in charge. And that's why sometimes when somebody tells you to take a thought captive, you're like, um, excuse me, I'm just over here. My blood pressure is boiling. And that's why even in couples therapy, they will keep pulse oximeters on in Gottman training that I went through. Sorry, this is a major side note, but I feel like it's important right here that I'm, I'm going to go with it for a second because I want you to hear this because next week we're going to address emotions. Okay. So hang with me. I'll go a little deeper in this next week. I'm going to give you a te- teaser. And it is that your emotions, if they're really high, usually that means your heart's a little bit going a little faster and you're in that kind of fight or flight mode. And that's why when you're real feeling that emotional, like we, you've heard that statement before, um, like don't make an emotional decision. That's because your cognitive side is a bit turned off whenever your your central nervous system is really wound up and you are making a decision out of when you're in that fight or flight mode. And so that reasoning side of you is not turned on as much. 
So with my son, back to my son, you know, we we had this conversation after his, the emotion piece was a little more simmered down and his nervous system was a little more stable. And I was able to talk to him about if he wants to be a good athlete, a good leader, different things, he has to, we talked through him learning to take his thoughts captive. And I said, bud, because he had another game later that week, I said, bud, Tell me this. Let's take these two paths for a second. If all week you sit and beat yourself up over the thing you did wrong, the fact that you struck out, and then you go to play that game on Saturday, your brain all week has been feeding on, I messed up. I made a mistake. I can't do this. Like all this negative stuff. And so you're literally training your brain all week long how to perform on Saturday. I said, but you know what, but it's true. You did, you did make a mistake. You did strike out. But what if instead of focusing on that this week, you focused on, yeah, but I, I went up and I tried. Like I'm getting out there. I'm going for it. And when I pitched, I did real good with that. And I have hit the ball before. I don't strike out every time. And so, yes, I made a mistake, but I can get up there and I can try again. And, and, and anyway, we, we talked for a while. I'm not going to tell you our whole conversation, but here's the thing. He decided to try the second way. He said, yeah, that's true. I'm not, uh, you know, it doesn't serve me. It does me no good all week to sit here and think about what I did wrong. And so he intentionally, he's 11, but we worked together during the week to really think about the positive and to, to just reframe his mindset around this. And on his Saturday game, he played amazing, like he pitched again. He did great with that. He batted and he he hit every time. And I, then after that game, I was able to say, just talk to him about, I said, see what you know we're talking about here of just learning to take those thoughts captive. So friends, I know I'm kind of sharing a bit of a silly example. It's baseball. It's rec league baseball, right? But how you do something in one area of, lo- of your life is how you do it in all the areas. So I want to encourage you, if your thought life is something that has beat you up over the years, start small. Start with something that might be something like baseball for you, okay? Maybe you don't play a sport. I know you're you're not a bunch of 11-year-old boys listening to this, but maybe it's at work. Maybe it's how you're doing something. Maybe it's how you're caring for your body. Instead of taking the little bit of capacity that we have in our day and our, our thought process and meditating on all the things that are wrong, you know, God's word does say to think about things that are true and noble and worthy of praise. So I want to challenge you with that today. And in fact, uh, the therapist thoughts in this chapter, here's what it says. It says, when confronted with a defeating thought, ask these two questions. Number one, what would I do if this defeating thought weren't true? And number two, what would I do if I weren't afraid? All right, and I want to encourage you with this. Any thought that disempowers you is not from the Lord. You have to remember that Satan is the father of lies, which what that means, and Jesus said that, and what that means is if he's talking, he's lying. And so if a thought is disempowering you, which to be disempowered means it shuts you down. Kind of like my son was gravitating towards, I don't think I should bat anymore. 
uh, I think I should avoid that at all costs, right? Like he, he wasn't there yet, but that's where he was headed. And that's where so many of us get when we get disempowered in our thoughts, it affects our emotions. And then of course it affects our behaviors and we quit moving forward in life, also known as we get stuck. So if you want a renewed and a restored mind, it starts by submitting it to the Lord. Then we fill our mind with his truth. So let's, let's process. I'm going to give you your processing prompts, and then I'm going to give you just one more word of encouragement. So I want you to ask the Lord. Actually, this isn't even an ask. This is just a, if you can, if you're in the position, just repeat after me. Say, Lord, I submit my mind to you. After you do that, I want you to say, Lord, what am I meditating on? And is it truth? My friends, this is your reminder to get in his word. If you want your mind renewed, we have to know the truth. The only way to know the truth is to read his word. And it's so much more powerful when you get in it yourself. Don't just listen to sermons. Those are great. Those are great starting points. And even this podcast, I hope it's just pointing you in the direction to go get in his word and renew your mind. And then I also want to encourage you, get help if you really feel like you've been stuck for a long time in this area of your mind. Hiring a coach or a counselor, um, especially someone like me that works with CBT and EMDR and, and different thought work, that's what we trained for. That's what we went to school for. So if you have a counselor, go back and see them and work on this. If you don't have one, find one because it is a beautiful thing when we partner with the Word of God and Christ renewing our mind, and when we bring that together with science and providers like myself who have studied and gone to school, and I feel like the Lord has positioned us for such a time as this to help people bring in that runaway brain and submit it under the authority of Christ, because you have a mind of Christ that is biblical. And I, I'm going to pray, but I want to do something a little bit different. I'm going to pray, but I'm going to ask you to just repeat after me um, here in a moment. So Father, I thank you for every single person who is sitting under the sound of my voice. I give them to you and I just believe for minds to be restored. Where the enemy has been wreaking havoc in our thoughts, you restore and you renew our minds. And so friends, if you're able to just repeat after me, I'd love for you to do this right now. Just say, Jesus, I dedicate my mind to you. All of my mental life, my thoughts, my feelings, and my interpretation of events. I believe and receive I have the mind of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're able to, I would like for you to, on a post-it note or something, write down, I have the mind of Christ, and say that over and over again over yourself. And then find a Bible verse that just resonates with you. The Bible has a lot to say about thoughts. Get in there, dig around, go to the Bible app and type in thoughts and find one 
that resonates with you, write it down and meditate on that all week long. As I mentioned, the resource I recommend for all of these episodes is my book, Image Restored. You can learn more at imagerestoredbook.com and be sure you have joined the private community there on that page. Well, that concludes today's talk therapy episode, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.